It's that time again. The All-in-One Sports and Entertainment Podcast with your host, Winston, Jermaine, and OT. It's time to go all-in. What's up, you beautiful listeners? What's going on? It's Winston, Jermaine, and OT with the All-in-One Podcast. And here in the building, it's just another day with OT and Winston. Unfortunately, Jermaine is not available. You no show today, huh? I know. What's going on? Yo, where the fuck you at, Jermaine? Jermaine, you got to show up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude disappeared, man. How was your week, man? It was it was good, man. Um, You know, obviously I had a good weekend. Uh, we were together on Monday, right? Yeah, yeah. That's some that's some hot stuff we got to talk about. You know? Yeah. But uh, besides that, how would be, I mean, before besides Monday. How was everything else? Everything was good, man. A lot of a lot of uh, football going on. A lot of uh, good football at that. Right. So. Yeah. Oh my god. My prediction came true, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Which was your prediction again? That the uh, the Jaguars were gonna lose. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but I, I did say if you go back to the to the tape or whatever you the fuck you want to call it, right? The podcast last week, <laughs> I said um, I want the Jaguars to win. Right. But I knew the Patriots were going <laughs> to And that's exactly what happened. I mean, it was a close game. But Jermaine said that they were going to go for it, right? Because he was like, oh, they're hungry. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I thought so the same thing. The thing is this. Okay, you know, obviously they're a young team. They, um, they are the hungrier team. But obviously you're going up against the Patriots. Yeah. And they are experienced. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got Tom Brady, of course. So, yeah. I mean. Uh, what else can you do? Yeah, what else can fucking you do? Fucking Patriots are back at it again <laughs> and again and again and again. I'm fucking sick of this shit already. I know, it's crazy. Yeah, and it's crazy as a Giants fan. Obviously, we all know they're facing the, the Eagles. Yeah. So And then and did you see the uh, the video with uh with Bilichek? They when they gave him the uh was that the AFC trophy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he they gave it to him, he gave it right back. Like I don't care about this. It's cause he doesn't give a fuck about <laughs> it. How, how much of those he has already? I don't yeah, it was eight, six? Six? I don't know. Six. I lost count already. Six, right? They won. It six, could be right? fucking eight. I don't know. Yeah. The thing is, like, you it's know. just like, but still, like, come on, that's it. That's an achievement, and he just like whatever. Hit. Yeah. To him, it's about the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like it's almost like uh, uh, Yankee fans with the Yankees. They, it's like it's like if you don't win the World Series, then it's bust. You know, yeah, I mean? and yeah. that's basically what it is in New England right now. They're basically. You know, a dynasty there, so it's all about winning. It's all about winning, it's, yeah. That's you know, true. so he don't give a fuck about no, no AFC, <laughs> no AFC, uh, uh, trophy, trophy or, or yeah. title. All he yeah. cares about is, the, you know, the Super Bowl Lombardi Trophy. So yeah, no, that's all he cares about. But yeah, man, we did have we did have a good week. Um, uh, well, Monday we had a good Monday. We were actually at the uh, Monday Night Raw 25th anniversary. Yeah, Barclays Center at the Barclays Center. Yeah, actually later on in the podcast, listeners, we're gonna have a very special guest from uh, the brand new Ramble Mania podcast. We're gonna have uh, no other than the host himself, Hazel the Eye Zombie. Yeah, yeah, he'll yeah. be in studio. Yeah, definitely. So you know, keep listening to. And he was at the Manhattan Center. Yeah, he was actually at the Manhattan Center. So you know, um, for those who uh, don't know, there was mixed reactions, right? About uh, well, Monday. for 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 those of the, for those of you who don't know. That Monday Night Raw was split between two venues. They split it for the Manhattan Center and the Barclays Center. I don't know why they did that, but that's that was their choice. Uh, the way they had it was Legends 
would come back to the Manhattan Center, and then the regular show for Monday night would be held at the Barclays Center. Yeah, so um, obviously we're going to get our take uh, on that later. Yeah, of course, definitely. Um, definitely a lot of mixed reactions. So. <laughs> but yo, before we get into anything, man, yeah. I went through some crazy shit today. Oh, what, what happened? Yo, you will never believe, uh, so I, you know, you know, I work as a driver for uh, for a company and whatnot, and and I'm driving. So when I drive a lot, one of my things, and I don't know, many people can probably agree, but I daydream when <laughs> when I drive. <laughs> I mean, it happens. Uh, I yeah. daydream too. I, dude, I like sometimes. I it's crazy because I'll daydream and I don't pay attention to anything. But if something happens, I wake up real quick and yeah. I, I can react to it. And it's like, how the fuck did I get? I don't remember me going yeah, yeah, exactly. five blocks ahead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm driving today, and I'm just daydreaming. And I see this, and what goes into my eyes as projected as a big garbage plastic bag. That's what it looked like to me. And I saw it go up in the air, slow motion. I'm like, <laughs> why is there a big, giant garbage plastic bag? And then I woke up from whatever daydream I was having. I don't know, about women, money, <laughs> whatever I daydream normally about. Mm-hmm. And no, it was a pedestrian that was struck by a car. A car just ran right into this person. And the person flew so high up and landed right back on the hood of the car. Oh, now, shit. Now, when the person landed on the car... The body did not move. The car reversed. The body slid off the car. You can literally hear the mm-hmm. from where I was because I was close enough. The car ran, booked it. I was like, oh, my God. He just hit and run. Yeah. And I looked around. I was like, I'm not letting this go by. I put my, you know, because I was at the red light. I was like, I can't, I can't let this happen. He probably killed this person. Yeah. I ran after him. No way. Yeah. I ran after him with my yeah, van. The fuck happened? I chased him down for 10 blocks. I got caught at uh, at an intersection be- uh, with like five other cars. They wouldn't let me through, right? Mm. And I'm like, mm. I was like, fuck, let me through. And I'm honking my horn like crazy. I was eating lights, eating yeah. stop signs. And I'm like, come on. I was getting angry. So I kept my eyes on where the, where the car was, and I saw him make a right turn. Now, two things went in my head. One, either he booked it and I'm never going to see him. Or two, he found parking. He found parking. I, I turned. And I see him parking, and I remember his uh, the last digits of his uh, license, license plate. plate. Yeah, which was uh, 3327, uh, by the way. HXE, <laughs> little bastard. <laughs> I saw him, so I stopped right next to him. I wrote down the plate number. I called 911. I went back to the scene. I gave the information of the vehicle. He booked it from there, but they, uh, they uh, from what I heard from the police officer, that they already uh, found a vehicle with that description, so... Thanks to my uh, calling. Look for at that. You're yeah. a hero, son. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I'm not a hero, oh. but yo, that, my heart was racing the whole time, yo. Well. And I still made it on time for my for my regular pickup, which was great. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I don't know what I would do in that situation. I think I think if it was years ago before I had kids, I think I would have done it. Uh, but now that I do have kids, I got to think about them. Yeah. So. And when, I, not, when I came back, to the, the person, I don't know what happened to the person. They were still like completely not moving. I know they were still alive because there was a guy talking to, to the person. I think I don't. I can't tell whether it was a male or female. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of heavy clothing. But um, there was someone talking to the person, and then another car pulled up next to me, and they were like, "You were the one chasing after that car. Did you get it? Did you get it?" I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I got it. I got it. Relax." <laughs> but what pissed me off the most was n- when I got back. I had asked the people around there that anyone call 911. Not one single individual called 911. You know what they were doing? Recording. Of course. As always. That's, that's what the Not society. one person. I was the only one who called 911 and chased the guy down, got his information. So, 
I, I you know, hopefully justice was served that, today. That's what that's that's basically what it is about nowadays. Now it's about recording, you know, live feed or whatever. I remember I saw a video. This is the fucking dumbest shit I've ever seen, bro. So it, it was in the subway. I think it was like 125th Street, the sixth line. Right. So there was this homeless man, you know, he was crazy or whatever. He he threw himself in the tracks. Whoa. So he got caught on the third rail and he started to get electrocuted. Whoa. And smoke started coming out of him. That's crazy. You, and it, the girl, she's recording and she's like, somebody help him. Somebody help him. I'm like, bitch, you <laughs> fucking help him. First bitch. off, first off, if you touch, you know, if you touch him, it, it's going to go, you're going to get electrocuted. You know that, right? It's going to, it's going to go from his body to you. So you're going to die along with him. So obviously nobody, I mean, nobody will fucking jump in there. I sure as fuck wouldn't jump in there. So, hey, man, if you, if, if, if you want, if you want him to have help, you freaking go yourself, man. That's all I got to say. So, hey, it is what it is. But hey, man, that's a that's a crazy story, man. You're a freaking hero, bro. Nah, I wouldn't say a hero. But I, I mean that that was that was type crazy for you to do. I, I must say. Uh yeah, it was a little risky for me to do, but hey, I did what I felt like I had to do. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't. What if that was my mom or my grandmother or something? You know what I'm saying? Or uncle or something? You know? Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, I just hope that you know that person's okay, and you know, uh, hope for speedy recovery from them. Yeah, so we're enough with my uh, heroic stories. <laughs> Let's get into the world of football. So, like we were talking about, the uh, the Patriots did beat the Jaguars. Yeah, twenty four twenty, and uh, you know it, it was it was a close game. <clears throat> it was one of those type of games where it was like a seesaw battle of momentum. You know, right? First, it started with the Jaguars. Uh, you know, they scored fourteen points in the second quarter. Right, New England seven, and then in the third quarter, you know they scored a, a a field goal. So basically, it came down to the end. So obviously, you know it was twenty. I believe in the fourth quarter it was like twenty to to nine or some shit like that. 29. So okay, of course Tom Brady. And of course, you know you can't just say Tom Brady. It's also his offense and and the <laughs> defense and everything like that. A lot that. of people just they hate the guy. They love the guy. This is the thing with him. I kind of I, I hate him, but I respect him. At Damn, the same hate's time. a strong word, though. Yeah, I guess I really don't hate Damn, him like that. That's a strong I word. dislike him. Ooh, yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, I dislike him, and but you know you got to give him his respects. I mean he he's a goat. He's the best quarterback of all time. Or you can even say he's the best football player of all time in his position. Yeah. Or pound for pound, you can say. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate to say that because I, I, you know, I, I, know. I, I like we're, Peyton Manning, and I thought Peyton Manning was the best regular season quarterback of all times. But I think at this point, um, Tom Brady has surpassed him. Look, another Super Bowl, and now they're going to face um, the Eagles. They they were considered a dynasty once, right? Or no, they, they are a dynasty. They still are a dynasty. The, to this no, but day. I'm saying, uh, uh, well, the man, the way I meant it was they won four in a row, right? Because that's the way you become a dynasty, right? Oh uh, no no no! That's not how. That's no, not how. I, dynasty that's works. why. That's how I assumed it now, was. No, a dynasty is basically you win championships within a certain period of time. Like let's say the Giants, for yeah. instance, right? Okay. Um, they won those two championships. Um, I think it was a two or three year gap, right? I think it was two year gap actually. Okay. Yeah, so a two year gap. Let's say if the Giants was to win it one more time the next year or the next year after that, they will consider to be a dynasty. You know what I mean? Okay. So they are a continuous dynasty. It's still going on from back then 
from the first time they won a Super Bowl till now. So it's just something I've never seen before. And we may never even see it ever, you know. Yeah, and we may true. never see a guy like Tom Brady again or nah, Bill Belichick. These guys are getting older; they're ready to retire. You know? Yeah, I mean Tom Brady, and that's like, gonna be tough when the time comes to replace these guys. Who's gonna replace? Who's who's gonna yeah. be filling in those? Yeah, shoes, it's gonna know? hurt. It's definitely gonna hurt the Patriots. I mean, of course. The, the thing is, like, the cool thing about being a coach is that you can be really old and still coach. So Bill right. Belichick has a bunch of years to go. Oh yeah, but um, Tom Brady, you know, I give him like another three years. Another three years. Yeah, okay. he's forty years old, I believe now. Retired oh, like forty three. Yeah. Another three or four years, dude. Yeah, easily. I mean, I mean, you never know. He might go to forty five, like five years from now. Wow. So. Uh, Imagine oh, Super man. Bowl after Super Bowl in the next five years. Uh, I hope not. You I bastard. hope not. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's kind of little by little crumbling because they already they lost their defensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, Matt Patricia. They lost their. They're gonna lose their offensive coordinator, also. Um. So it's kind of like crumbling, but, you know, Bill Belichick knows what he's doing. He knows how to scout people. I'm sure he has backups ready to I wish to go. we had him for the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there were rumors out there that <clears throat> that he that he, he was going to leave the Patriots to go to the Giants, but My obviously that, that was bullshit. Everything's they bullshit. Was just, they were just trying to scare <laughs> um, the, the Patriots fans. But, uh, yeah, yeah, the Patriots, they went 24-20, to 20, so they will be at the Super Bowl once again. And 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 they're gonna go up, up against the Eagles, who absolutely destroyed the Minnesota Vikings. Now I thought the Vikings were gonna win. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, I thought without Car- without Carson Wentz, it was gonna be, you know, um, a blowout. I thought it was gonna be the other way around. I thought the Vikings were gonna blow out the the Eagles, but uh, that wasn't the case. The Eagles, it was thirty eight seven. They basically the defense of the Eagles defense was was um, very impressive. And uh, of course, you know everybody thought Nick Foles was gonna was gonna fold uh, at this you know at this point in time at this level. And look at that man he he carried the team to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So you know if 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 they win a ring if they beat the Patriots, which you know I'm not gonna say it yet because <laughs> we're gonna be talking about it in two weeks time. I don't want to say my predictions, but um, you know Nick Foles he he he's proven. That that he, he he can play the big game, so you got to give it up to them. Thirty-eight seven um, was the so those was the late, Jermaine, was if score. you're listening, they're the hungry ones, the Eagles. Well, yeah, and it's funny because he's an Eagles fan, but he chose the Vikings. Yeah, and look now the Eagles are going to the <laughs> fly. Eagles fly. Yeah. So um, talking about Nick Foles, he uh, he was twenty-six for thirty-three with three hundred and fifty-two yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. I mean, he just did. Uh, he just did great, man. Um, you got to give it up to him. He did his thing. Um, he carried the team. Uh, JGI, eighteen carries, seventy-three um yards. So he did his thing. Got to give it up to them guys. Uh, so you already know. In two weeks' time, it will be the Patriots versus the Eagles in Minnesota, which is crazy because Minnesota, Minnesota would have been the first team ever to to host a Super Bowl and be a home team there. Whoa! But they just missed that, so. Damn. Next time. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, just quick NBA news. Um, LeBron James, uh, he becomes the youngest player to reach 30,000 points. So, basically, uh, he surpasses Kobe Bryant as the youngest. Kobe Bryant was was uh, was there before. And, of course, when, when LeBron reaches some sort of milestone, they always want to compare him to Kobe or, or, or Michael Jordan. Well, yeah, because they're saying he's the best player of our generation, right? Of our era, right? 
Yeah, of this era. Of yes. this era, yeah. Yeah, our generation, I guess you can say, is is uh, is Mike. I was about to say Michael Jackson. Wow. I was reading Michael that. Michael Jordan. <laughs> I was reading that. Uh, wait, is he gonna be a free agent? No, right. Yeah, he has a free so, agent. So okay, so they. I was reading that he should go to uh, San Antonio. I mean, you have Co- uh, Coach Popovich there. Um, San Antonio is one of those other teams that they're kind of like the Patriots. Not not like the Patriots, but they kind of like the Patriots. They're there every year. They have right. multiple championships. Why not play for Popovich? I think that's perfect. Um, you know, LeBron doesn't have to. You know, the thing about LeBron is that he he's a player, but he's also been kind of a coach. You know what I mean? Okay. So he doesn't have to do that. Popovich is the coach. You cannot go over Popovich. He is a Hall of Fame. It sounds coach. like a, he sounds like a a mobster, like bro. Popovich. You see him. You see him. He he's somebody you don't fuck with, bro. <laughs> like like it, with the media, he's a serious person, bro. Yeah, is he? Yeah, like it, it's funny, man. Like it, I don't know. And then when he jokes, he's like serious still, and people laugh at him. He's like, <laughs> he says a joke, and after and then after the joke, he has like a straight face. He's like. Everybody's laughing. He's not laughing at his He's own. not laughing at his own. Yeah, man. So That's crazy. Popovich is definitely one of the best um, NBA coaches of all time. Wow, so. so, yeah, that would be a good move for uh, LeBron, I guess. Yeah. So, and then um, February 8th, we have the NBA deadline coming up. And, you know, there's a few rumors out there going this on. This is the the trade deadline? Yeah, the trade deadline coming up at February 8th after the All-Star game. Okay. So, we have Sacramento and, and Cleveland. Uh, they're having discussions to for a possible trade of guard uh, George Hill. Uh, league sources tell ESPN that Iman Shepard and Shannon Fry are primary players in the ongoing conversation. So uh, that's a that's actually a trade that'll be uh, beneficial for 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 Cleveland, and they need something to happen because you know they've been they've had an up and down season at this point, and you know are, are they going to be able to to beat a team like Boston, who who basically you know has been in a tear in the Eastern Conference? So it, it's going to be pretty tough. As, you know, I do expect them to to play each other in the in well, possibly in the Eastern Conference Finals. But I do think that Boston at this point will probably beat them. So they do need they do need some sort of uh, trade or something to help them out. Okay. And then also we have uh, Knicks trade rumors. Uh, Knicks and Hornets engage in talk as Knicks are interested in uh, Kemba Walker. Uh, Trailblazers also interested in the star. So again, the Knicks started good. At this point, you know they've kind of tailed off, so it looks like they're gonna be sellers. So they're gonna they're going to trade some pieces to maybe get some draft picks or, or a player that may fit in the future. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, the Warriors are interested in Kyle Quinn and Aaron Cantor, which sucks because I like Cantor. He's 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 a ruthless player. He's 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 he hustles. You know, I was happy to see him, man. He he was part of the reason why I was so happy about this next season. I'm like, damn, they play they playing tough now. But without Cantor being there, I mean, we might just revert to last year. And lastly, uh, Willie uh, Hernan Gomez also on the trade block, as other teams are interested in 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 him. So the Knicks are sellers, man. And just quick news, also MLB news. MLB baseball, yeah, baby. Um, I don't know if you guys if you were. Paying attention throughout the day. Uh, today, they didn't announce the Hall of Fame. Yeah, they did. Uh, they, they, they mentioned some good players, man. Yeah, man. We have Chipper Jones, Ooh, Chipper the, the Jones. Met killer from <laughs> the <know>. Atlanta Braves. <laughs> I'm never going to forget that guy, man. Uh, you know, he actually named his daughter Shay for Shea Stadium. Yeah, yeah. What a bastard, dude. Because <sighs> he killed us in Shea Stadium. Yeah, that's right. So he got 97% of the vote. 
Um, Whoa. Yeah, 97%. And then we also have Vladimir Guerrero. Okay. He's the, he becomes the third Dominican uh, player, born player. To, so it's him, Pedro? Right? Him, Pedro, and there's another player from way back in the day. I okay. forget, so, I forget what So he name. makes the third? Yeah, he makes the third. And then you have uh, um, Jim Tomey, and you have Trevor Hoffman. Uh, so congratulations to those guys. Um, especially Vladimir Guerrero, for me, he holds a special place in my heart. I grew up watching him. He, he was uh, a great hitter, man. He used to hit great, like, I, I think Vladimir Guerrero must be a great golfer, man. Because sometimes it was balls that were going near towards the ground, and the dude still made contact, man. So I give it up to, to Vladimir. I think he deserves it, and I'm glad he's there. And the news that I've been hearing all day in sports radio has been Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds, man. You know, they, they were there in the steroid era. Right, they, yeah, big time. You know, um, there's the suspicions, especially where Roger Clemens has. Yeah, he still Clemens. denies it to this day. <laughs> of course he does. So, dying, basically, but... they have four more times to try to make it. If not, they're gone from the Hall of Fame ballot, period. Really? So, um, Roger Clemens was at 53%, and Barry Bonds was at 56%. So, they only went up 3 to 4%. So... Let's see what's going to happen, man. Let's be honest. Okay, it was the steroid era. They did steroids possibly or whatever, but um, you can't you can't erase history. You know what no. I mean? It happened. The steroid happened. The steroid era happened. I understand if it's like maybe one player, but it was fucking tons of players that did it at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of... And, and, and to think a lot of the players that got away with it. Yeah, there's some players that got away with it, yeah. and there's probably players right now that are in the Hall of Fame that got away with it. I'm sure. You know I'm what I mean? Sure. Like Ivan Rodriguez, he he went in last year. There was suspicion that he did it. Yeah. But you know, it wasn't it wasn't clear evidence, so he got in. But then again, you know, it's unfair. You know, somebody, you know, okay, he, he might have done steroids. You gotta actually know. Like they say, it's innocent to proven guilty, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, but whatever, man. Congratulations to to those guys and. You know, I can't wait for the baseball season to start. Vladimir Guerrero, congratulations. Congratulations. De la República Dominicana, representando. Definitely. <laughs> a little happy. Spanish in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, coming into the world of music, uh, I was looking over the, uh, like, new releases. Uh, Our. Yeah, so we got uh, we got Scary Hours by Drake. I heard some of the songs that were pretty good. I haven't even heard any. He came out with, with a, a mixtape? Yeah, I mean, these are, like, new releases. And he came out with multiple songs? Yeah, I, I think it's multiple songs or not. It's just one song, but it's pretty good. Um, then you got uh, Sativa. It's uh, by Jane Aiko. You ever heard her? Never heard No? Of <laughs> then you got... Uh, you heard that? That one? Yeah, no, I was no. just looking at it, yeah. Then, you know, you know, Justin Timberlake came out with an album and everything. And so his stuff is pretty good, too. You like it? Yeah, I like I it. I don't know, man. I'm not feeling the style. It's like funky. Like It's different. Know. It's different. It's different. That's what I like. You know me. I, I never really liked uh, into like rap music and stuff like that. So th- things that are kind of different, like country music and stuff, that kind of calls my attention. So I, I, I pretty did like it. I, I liked it a lot. I don't know, man. Like, you know, obviously, you know, I was a big Justin Timberlake fan. I always liked his songs. Oh, of course. Of course. But it's just this style is different. And I know, like, I read something about him saying he wants to go back to his southern roots. Right. Or whatever, and then I heard his first song. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna like this shit. Well, you know, I mean, that's that's what an artist is. An artist can create something out of anything. Yeah, you know yeah. And, and obviously, just because I don't like it doesn't mean yeah, shit. exactly. It's, I'm just one person. And I'm still a Justin Timberlake fan, but it's just not my cup of tea. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And of course, you know, Camila Cabello with her album was doing really good. Yeah, yeah. She's doing her thing. That's my girl, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's your girl. Yeah, um, man. 
Where? Nah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so that was that was it with the new releases. There, there was really not much that I looked into. But, dude, Monday. We're ready to talk about that now, huh? Uh, yeah, but before that, I want, I want to bring in a douchebag of the week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, what's that? <sighs> no other than Enzo Amore. Enzo Amore is your douchebag of the week? Yeah, it's my douchebag of the week. Only because... Wait, 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 wait. Before, before you do that, oh, that's I, right. think, I think it's time to bring in our, our... No, no, it's time to bring in our guest. Oh, I, thought the tradi- about... I thought the traditional song. All right, all right, let's do that first, <laughs> then we bring in our guest. All right, here we go, here we go. You Give ready? me the beat. Give me the beat. Ah, uh, not so hard. <laughs> go. There we go. It's the douchebag of the week. The douchebag of the week. The douchebag of the week. I said the douchebag of the week. Who could it be? Is it me? No, I don't know. Jermaine, we need Jermaine for the shit. <laughs> <laughs> is it you? I don't know. Who it is then? Enzo Amore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're but uh, earlier in the podcast when we first started, yeah, we uh, we have a very special guest in studio today. He is the host to a new upcoming podcast. Uh, it's called Ramble Mania, and the host is no other than Hazel the Eye Zombie. Hazel, welcome to the All in One podcast. It is an honor to actually be here. For once, I'm not actually on camera. I'm just a disembodied voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as far as your douchebag of the week goes, Enzo Amore, you're not a douchebag to me. You're just, you're just trash. <laughs> you're just trash, man. You ruined your whole career. Well, apparently, it, it's not ruined just yet because there's some like deep, deep shit that has just been blowing up throughout all morning. Now, you guys wanted to talk about this. So I figured I'd put my two cents in. Of course, bring it in. That's why you're here. As yeah, far as I'm concerned, Enzo Omori right now, you're still trash in the ring. But you can talk on that mic. I give you credit for that. But you're 50-50 with me. You're like a coin toss that I can't decide heads or tails on. Right. All right? Now, as we all know, we found out on Raw... Well, we didn't find out on Raw 25. We found out before Raw 25. The Enzo Mori was suspended. Mm-hmm. And then following after that, he gets fired due to sexual accusations of assault and rape of some random chick that is accusing him of this, along with two other acquaintances that was with Enzo. Now, mind you, this is not the first time that Enzo Mori has been accused of things like this before. And he's been also accused of being just a complete douche to... Not only his co uh, his uh, his coworkers, but like other people as well, like people that have to do with like his promotion and everything. He's just been a complete asshole to every to everybody everywhere he goes. Most of the time, they had used, they kicked him out of like tour buses and stuff like that because he's so fucking annoying. The guy's basically like the Undertaker. He doesn't break kayfabe, but you know he's really annoying when he's in character. Right, exactly. It's like you never, you can never tell Enzo from his like his real self, from his real self to his gimmick, because I feel as if his gimmick is just him. Right, and I get it. You're you're full of yourself. We get it. Don't rub it in our faces every time. When it when you're off camera, just be yourself. But don't be on Instagram just like you're still in character. We can't tell who you are in real life. Right, exactly. So that's why I'm giving him the douchebag of the week. Only because he's he's just so annoying. And he's been in the news 
uh, kind of since we started the podcast. He's, he's always just been annoying with, with yeah, stupidity. I mean, he is a douchebag. Uh, people would basically say, oh, look at this douchebag. Like, right, I exactly. can tell he is a dick, bro. And and you know that comes with the package. When you when you when you're that type of person that you look like a dick, people kind of start attacking you. Like you know this female. I don't you know there's there's different things going on. I'm hearing different stories. Like a friend um, said that it never happened and it was sensual, whatever, some shit like that. You know it's hard to believe. Like I said, innocence or proven guilty. We will see what will ha- what happens. But as of now, I feel like the WWE did the right thing. To, to terminate him. You know, some people are like, oh, you know, they, they should have gotten a little bit more, um, you know, they should have done an investigation first before, you know, getting rid of him. But the thing is, it doesn't look good as a company, especially a company where, where they're, where they're um, targeting kids. You know what I mean? To have a character, a person like that who has a, a terrible allegation like that. You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. So here's, here's like the, the quick update of what's been going on with Enzo. So we found out the girl's name is Philomena. Philomena. Very random name. Now, I, <laughs> yeah, want, right? I want people to understand this before everyone starts to jump to serious conclusions. There hasn't been a trial. He had, like, rumors are going around that he was convicted and he got bailed. I, I think that's bull. But this is the kind of girl that is completely different from the type of women that we all know. Okay? Nobody wants to spend their time finding out about your premium Snapchats. Mm. Now, I do have a picture of this girl that, you know, was sent to me. If you guys want to take a look at this, this is... Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Does this look like the type of woman that would accuse someone of these types of accusations only because (laughs) he is a professional wrestler and a celebrity outside of the wrestling business? Because if if you look at Enzo's Instagram... He hangs out with a lot of people that are just like, you know, in the rap game, independent rappers. Right, yeah, he's everywhere. Guys pull out mixtapes, you know, and I, I give him credit for trying to, you know, get into that habitat because I've I've seen some of Enzo's videos on Instagram. And, you know, even with his mic skills in wrestling, he looks like the kind of guy that could spit, but not like... Oh, he has an album. I say more I mean, like he, he a, a one-hit wonder. He did rap his own uh, entrance, just like John Cena. Yeah, we could say that, yeah. but <laughs> that that's just one. John Cena has an album. Yeah, John, true. Enzo only has a single, which yeah. all he was in reality was just a singles competitor. In my opinion, I saw him as just that singles guy. Like He didn't really need big cast. He didn't need like big guys in his corner because I right. feel as if Enzo... Is was that kind of wrestler in my opinion? Because I didn't like again. I never liked him as a wrestler. Okay. As a talker, yeah, right, exactly. Because he could play it off well, and that's why I, that's how you were making your money, really. I could see Enzo in reality. If all this falls out, I don't think they'll hire him back soon. Right, I think so give it a few. That was my question. So. Would you think WWE would try to kiss his ass? Like, okay, we're sorry, you had the title, you know, you're 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 innocent, you know, come back or you know. I think he'd have to kiss their ass because WWE has a zero tolerance on True. you know assaults like Rich Swan, for instance, right? And yeah, sexual accusations now Enzo, and you know, ever since the whole thing with Swan, the cruiserweight division has been sinking, right? Very. Fast, like I mean, got, yeah, I mean, he, they they barely do cruise like that two hundred five stuff. They yeah. they put they put it as like main event now. Yeah, it's 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 basically superstars in main event, only just with one championship. Yeah, 
That's but it. with no background to any of these guys that you're putting into this, you know, roster of cruiserweights in, in this show. With Rich Swan's uh, assault accusations, Brian Kendrick's nose injury, a few other guys getting injured, and now this with Enzo, it's to the point where now I'm hearing guys saying, we got we to gotta turn this shit off. Like, bury it. Like, Triple H, get your shovel. Let's bury these cruiserweights. <laughs> oh, Old-fashioned way. Uh-huh. And we'll just cancel them. We'll just vacate the title and pretend that it never happened. TJ Perkins winning the Cruiserweight Classic. It never happened. Uh, that was a waste of time. I feel like it was a complete waste because guys like Kota Ibushi and Zack Sabre Jr. were potential winners of that tournament the fact that you gave it to someone that was suicide in tna <laughs> really baffled me but let, let's just but besides that enzo Morit, you win the official douchebag of the week and i only have one word for you and i'm gonna spell it out right now d-o-u-c-h-e douche bag <laughs> i got one word for you enzo and that's trash bag trash bag <laughs> hey you know uh just uh just to piggyback from what you were saying WWE has never had problems with eliminating a title. You know, the Intercontinental title was eliminated for a while. Yeah, the European. Then it was brought back. Gone. The European is gone. The U.S. was gone for a little bit. Then it came back. Right. Yeah. I mean, if the Cruiserweight division is going to shit, might as well just. It's time to reinvent it. You know, reinvent the Cruiserweight division. I mean, that's division. what they were trying to do. They I mean, were trying, we but they went about it the wrong way. They kept that stupid purple ring ropes for way too long, yeah. embarrassing them. Pit, pit, Pointing them out like, hey, these are cruiserweights. They're not going. That's anywhere. true. They should. They should just, just like they did with the women's. You know how it used to be separate or whatever. Right. Now they're trying to make it more equal. Mm-hmm. With the cruiserweights, just leave it normal. You know, you don't have to do this this purple shit or whatever. Yeah, man. Just, every time. It's about it's about the wrestlers, man. It's not about the the event or whatever the fuck you're trying to do. It's stupid. Right. I just feel as if you know the cruiserweight division. Like when I saw the cruiserweight classic, I fell in love with it because they did stuff that you know. WWE is not really allowed to do in like main rosters. Like you can't do power drivers unless you're Kane or Undertaker. Right. You can't do any moves involving your head. You know, like yeah, I understand that now. Vince wants to keep everything in a very safe environment, but let me tell you this much: you can't have it be that safe if you can't have your cruiserweights. If you don't let your cruiserweights do any of the flippy shit that they do, then there's just no cruiserweight division. It's just Oh, we just got all these regular guys that are just lightweights, and we're just going to have them wrestle like everyone else. Yeah. Which is a shame for the Cruiserweights because they have so much potential compared to guys on the main roster on Raw and on SmackDown. I feel as if the Cruiserweight division would be better off in NXT because they will have more freelance over there than instead of being constricted in the main rosters. The fact that they gave them their own show just basically told them, hey... We just gave you this tournament to basically show you guys off and what you could do. But now we're going to give you this show and we have to dumb you down by 50% because we don't want the risk of you getting injured or her or, you know, Owen Hart moment. Mm, yeah. And, you know, you. no disrespect to Owen Hart. Yeah, I yeah. love that man to death. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I 100% yeah. agree. I agree. Yeah. They should do something like that. Like. Send them to NXT or you know not send them to NXT but do it like there or whatever right because exactly. NXT you know they have their own little thing going on and people like it they love it you know what I mean so I, I think it makes sense. William Regal and the whole staff over there are doing excellent but let's get on to the real topic that's right the let's real... get on to the 
big I wouldn't say the biggest debacle. I would say in <laughs> our experiences, probably one of the you know uh well, this is what people are calling, and we're going to call it now. It's called the Manhattan Center screw job. So, as you, <laughs> so if you're if you're listening, and by now you should already know by following us on our social media, uh, myself and OT went to the 25th anniversary for Monday Night Raw, and uh, it was split in two venues, in the Manhattan Center and in the Barclays Center. And I was actually at the Manhattan Center attending. If you don't mind, I wanted to just do this because I do this on my show every time. Yeah, go ahead. Guys. This is the first time I'm actually going to be doing this on podcast. So, without further ado, the 25-year anniversary of Raw. Let's fucking ramble. <laughs> Let's ramble. I love that. Let's, Let's ramble. ramble. Now, before, before we get on to the entire show, I just got to ask you guys this one question. How much did you guys pay for your tickets? Uh, what well, was roughly like about 100 and... 10, 120, yeah, something 110. like that. Because yeah. I heard that a lot of people literally had to spend like a thousand, like literally a grand. I know you guys had probably had like good seats. I don't know where you guys were sitting at. We wasn't that far up. We was like in the, the hundred section. Yeah, yeah, but we had good seats. We had good seats. The funny thing was, I bought my tickets for the Manhattan Center, and you know, it was literally probably the most expensive thing I've ever had to. How much me. was your ticket? Because well, I heard. Let, let's say, let's just say this. Let, let's say like, I was all the way in like the back. Okay. Um, in the balcony area. So it was the second time going to the Manhattan Center. First time I went was when I went to Ring of Honor Final Battle, uh, 2016. Okay. Awesome moment. But I heard the tickets over there for Manhattan Center were like three to 400 bucks. I even had a guy pull up to me in front of Hard Rock Cafe when I was trying to get pictures of a few wrestlers trying to sell his Manhattan Center tickets. And he literally just went on and said... Dude, I bought these tickets for four hundred dollars, and I'm like, "What the fuck, what dude? The- how the how the <laughs> hell did you waste four hundred dollars on the Manhattan Center? How much did you spend? I spent literally about like two fifty. Two fifty. And okay. I, you know, I realized that, and I just the only reason why I asked it because I I'm asking this now because I feel like I'm regretting you know purchasing these tickets. Okay. Because I went by myself, like I literally went right after work, and. You know, going into the show, you know, seeing the arena for the first time because I never got to watch Raw in '93. Okay. So I never knew what the arena was like, you know, live and living color. Yeah. And I tell you right now, it was glorious, no pun intended to Bobby Roode, just to actually, (laughs) like, live that nostalgia moment, just seeing the arena and everything else. But then everything, like, everything just went to shit. So, I can, I, so I'm, I'm sure it went to shit. But before that, like... Yeah, let's so, go step by step. Let's right. go step by step. Yes, let's break, let's let's go, break this let's down. So Monday Night Raw started off at the Barclays Center with <laughs> Stephanie and Shane McMahon in the ring, uh, introducing their father, celebrating how, mm-hmm. you know, 25 years, uh, it was all his creation and everything like that. And then we got the biggest pop of the night. Yeah, uh, actually, even before that, um, when it, Raw started, we right. got to see what was going on in Manhattan Center. Yeah, they, we, we they got right. you guys right. got the Manhattan Center first with Jerry Lawler yeah, and yeah. Jim Ross. Yeah, we right. got to see him. And, and then, you guys looked so hyped back then. Yeah, I was like, "Fuck, yo, we should have maybe gone that to that." That was probably one. the one time in that footage that you could actually tell we were hyped for that one minute. Yeah, because when we was at the Barclays Center and they showed you guys on the on the time trial, yeah, we were like, "Oh my god, we should have been over there." <laughs> like you know, that's what we wanted. Yeah, but. It yeah, was, <laughs> that's not how it ended up happening. So, but that was the only hype moment we got. Just like, just having it open at the Manhattan Center was just like probably one of the best moments to start off Raw. Even if it didn't have an opening segment there, mm-hmm. we it, it reminded me of 
when the simulcast in 2001, when WCW was bought by Vince and they simulcasted live right. on that Raw. That's what it felt like to me. It's just like, it's like, okay, I'm Jim Ross and I'm Jerry the King Lawler. Back to you guys over there at the Barclay Center. Yeah, pretty much so. I, over there, over at our end, um, just even before Raw started, everything was hype because we was already excited. So we got to see Goldust wrestle. And that that was cool. So that that started the whole thing. Like, oh my god, here here's a classic. Oh, so you got you know that dark match? Yeah, yeah, we got. Yeah, the dark it's gonna match. be on okay. on Superstar. Okay, no main event. A main event, main event. Yeah, uh, who the hell too. did he, uh, who the hell did he fight again? Uh, hey, can you look at the back of that uh, picture thing right there with me and the Undertaker? Just 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 the photo, not, not the whole calendar. <laughs> yeah, no, no, the, the back of it. The back of it. Yeah, I'm just, trying to find it. Yeah, right here. Uh, what, that guy right there. Oh, Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, Kurt Hawkins. That's who he fought. Oh, Aaron. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Goldust fought. Uh, uh, he wrestled Kurt Hawkins. And that was the dark match we got. But it was cool. It was good to see. Yeah. You know, so we were excited. So then Raw started, you know, Stephanie, Shane, Vince. Then we got the biggest pop of the night. I was like, oh, my God. Stone yeah. Cold Steve Austin. The crowd went electric, even oh. at the Manhattan Center. Like, So, wait, you guys were able to see what we, we were We were able to see all of that. Like, trust me, we had the big screen and everything, like, really? where the stage was at and whatnot, where they do the performances, like, concerts and whatnot. We had the, sta- we had the Titan Tron there, but the crowd went officially electric Listen, I mean, listen Austin- to this. This is when Austin literally came out and listened to the crowd. This is off my phone, okay? Check this out. That's an ovation right there. You know, I think no matter what happens, whether it's Austin just showing up for one night only, you're going to get that big pop from him no matter what. Stone Cold didn't even say anything. No. But his actions, oh my God, it was great. So so here's here's my question to you. So you you went in in the Manhattan Center when that Uh happened. What were people saying there, like, around you? Were they saying, fuck, man, like, I wish he was here type shit? You know, a lot of people... A lot of people weren't even really saying anything. It's like the moment that glass broke, it's just like the whole place went electric. It was like a Ring of Honor show, dude. Right. And like you can hear if you ever go to a, like a, a Ring of Honor or an indie show, there's different kinds of reactions when it comes to like crowds. There's the WWE crowd where it's like, oh, we boo who we cheer and then we cheer who we boo. But then it's the complete it's the same thing in like the Ring of Honor shows, but then it's like it's it's up to a it's up to a hundred. It's like the place will come unglued. It, you won't shut up about it because you're gonna you're gonna get your what chance. You're gonna get all your other chance from Austin. Everything. Yeah, That's, we were chanting the what chant like crazy. Yeah, and <laughs> all of us were like, I was chanting it all day. I'm like, I'm waiting for him to just stun McMahon. Like, <laughs> all I heard the funniest thing was like Vince McMahon cracks me up every time. It's like, I have AARP now. I'm like, yeah. what, are you, what the fuck? Are I have a heart serious? murmur. Are you serious? Like, okay, I know you're I live in a retirement home. I understand. Like, are you in Florida now, dude? Like, if you're living in a retirement home, are you living in Florida? Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> like, you should be working with your son-in-law in NXT. <laughs> but, you know, the, I mean, the rest of the night was, it was going decent, right? Because we had, I, I want to say, a good 92% of I the show. I think the first hour was just great. And then it just, like, it falls to shit within the second hour. Yeah, it started falling to shit. I started realizing, I, first of all, on our end, we barely got matches. At all, we saw maybe what like two, three matches at the most. Yeah, we got to see the the divas match. We got to see um, 
the Miz versus uh, right, which I was Roman excited Reigns. about. The Miz that I was Roman more Reigns. excited about, but yeah. you guys got to see, you guys got more stuff than what we got at the Manhattan oh, yeah, Center yeah, yeah, because definitely. let me tell you right now, you guys couldn't see this, but we did. We had two cruiserweight matches. Oh we, wow! So we ha- we had a cruiserweight match, and but it was for main event. Yeah, it was just it was just for main event. But this this was just like holy shit! We had two cruiserweight matches. And you know, you could tell automatically within Man- within the Manhattan Center, everyone was pissed because a cruiserweight match ends in a double countout, and you're chanting bullshit, bullshit. We want refund. You're chanting all of that, and it's just like, yeah, you're gonna be pissed because this is the 25th anniversary of Raw, and it's just like there were a lot of things about that show that was just completely mishap that they botched really badly like oh, this yeah. is the go home show to the royal rumble and we're gonna get to that when we get to the the final segment of the triple threat right but i can tell you that everyone in the manhattan center was pissed that i don't know if you guys heard it when bray wyatt came out we got the we got something chance and jerry the king lawler literally botching on commentary <laughs> like completely like if you guys watched raw on the TV, you can literally hear Jerry the King Lawler like telling Jr. when Bray Wyatt's coming out. Oh, get well, ready! I don't think that was televised. No, it was televised. That was that it was, was actually televised. It was like, oh, you can hear. Oh, the match that wasn't televised. It was the uh, Too Sweet versus the Revival. No, that was televised also. So which match wasn't televised? The Cruiserweight matches were not televised. Those were the two matches. Those were basically like matches that we got when you guys were doing like segments or doing commercials and all that other stuff. Because we had wait, um, there was a moment right. There was because we was able to watch it on our end. Yeah, we uh, saw we saw Matt Hardy versus. Uh, yeah. yeah, you guys got to see that. You guys got to see um, Bullet Club versus uh, the Revival. You guys got to see Matt Hardy versus uh, Bray Wyatt. Because let me tell you, when I got there, I tell you the moment the show started, the moment it said it was a great, we're going live. My phone died. Really? My phone automatically died. <laughs> so it's like okay. So I, the minute I got home, I watched all of Raw again on my phone I to saw it see the next morning, yeah. what. What is it that, you know, was filmed in the Manhattan... What was going to be filmed in the Manhattan Center and everything? And I I was literally disappointed in what I saw. But then, like, we got other stuff at the end. We got The Miz in the Manhattan Center um, joining the, the Click, the DX, the NWO, you know. And then you also had Seth Rollins coming in, also joining that glorious moment that we got. And... Fucking uh, Seth Rollins curve stomps the Miz and the Miz on the <laughs> mic, man. Now my thing with that curve stomp, man, that that thing is back, man. Oh, I love it now. I like yo, twenty eighteen, man. Awesome, just for 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 Seth Rollins now having the curve stomp back, um, for his arsenal because I got sick and tired of Michael Cole just literally mentioning the knee or the knee and the knee, like, dude. <laughs> Just call it what it was supposed to be called, and it was the Kingslayer. It was just a Rainmaker combined with the V-Trigger from Okada and Omega. Someone watches a lot of Wrestle Kingdom and thought, hey, I could copy those two and just combine their their uh, their signature moves and just fucking go all out with it. Right, But right. I think the curb stomp is the perfect move for Seth Rollins. The fact that they banned it was probably a... a yeah, it's kind of oh, red flag. Brock Lesnar got hurt. Oh, who cares? Oh my God! Yeah, Brock's hurt. Oh, uh, he's concussed. Yeah. So what? He <laughs> steps the fuck out of everybody. Yeah. Exactly. So what? What difference does it make? Look See? how hyped you guys See? look. You guys got all. Of, this is what you got on the TV. 
<laughs> I'm like all the way in the back. You guys you can, look so You can hyped. never see me. That's what we got to watch like all the fucking matches on at the Barclays. So so on our end, so you know, during these segments like this, it was quiet on our end. Like there was nothing going on. And they, they were they were announcing like, you know, Undertaker returns next. And we were like, Oh my god, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Remember we that? thought we were gonna get the Undertaker, yeah. man. I was you guys thought you were gonna kid. get the Undertaker. I wish you guys got The Undertaker, okay? Because let me tell you right now, I'm going to keep it a buck. I understand that Undertaker was at the very first episode of Raw. I get it, all right? He needed to be in the Manhattan Center. But the fact that you have him come out with just just no... None of his signature lighting, none of that stuff. No darkness, just plain old Manhattan Center lights. And then his lights. promo made no sense. It was so cryptic. I'm like, are you retiring or are you going to wrestle he someone? Looked, he looked pissed when people were saying one more match. He, he gets pissed every time he hears one more match. Like, come on, man. You got to understand that you're at that age where you got to just say, I need to put it down and just give Michelle McCool more babies. Because seriously. <laughs> and then, you know, I'm sorry to cut you off. Now you didn't mention uh, Michelle McCool. So they had, the, uh, on our end, you know, they had the, the greatest uh, divas. The greatest the, women. Of, yeah. they, they said some women of the of the generation from like the attitude. First, right, so the ones they show, I was like, all right, sure. There were some that didn't belong there. But then. They had the women standing there like idiots doing nothing. But it's the me, same thing with the with the uh, general managers. Yeah, let me ask you guys this question: Who do you think out of out of the women that showed up, who do you think was the most attractive that came out? Oh wow, there was a few, bro. They were all actually they were kind of all attractive. <laughs> I could say right now, like in my honest opinion, I, I love Trish Stratus to death. God, Trish oh, is hot. Trish Ten, is hot, but Terry Ronald still got it. Yo, the first. Female hardcore champion, you're in your fifties. You still got it, girl. Oh shit! Good. But Tori Wilson, bro. Oh Tori. my god. Dude, dude, Put her in a Chun Li cosplay, person, bro. Put her in a Chun Li cosplay, my my. Oh my man, <laughs> it's just like I I my jaw dropped when I saw Tori Wilson because it's like you're with a Rod, you're a fitness guru. Those thighs, I just want you Those to kick. I want thighs. you to kick me as one hundred times as possible, because <laughs> yo, I never, I never thought like at first I wanted to see her as like this irrelevant person. I don't want right. to call her a bitch. Like I can't call any female WWE wrestler a bitch. <clears throat> Paige, call her that. <laughs> that I will call her. My wife's gonna listen to this. She's probably gonna get pissed off that I call Paige a bitch. But we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but seeing Tori Wilson, Trish Stratus, Jacqueline there was a shock to me. Yeah. Terry Reynolds was another shock to me. But the Bella Twins, no. No, I was like, Michelle why McCool, okay. Yeah. But and if there was one person they, that I that I wanted to see. Oh, can I guess? In um, it, I wanted to see Stacey Keebler. I wanted been. to see Candice Michelle. Oh, okay. okay. Because I'm, out of all of them, she was probably one of the biggest success stories to ever come out of that diva search. Okay. All right. I want to see Lita. Oh, yeah, that too. Why Everyone wanted to see Lita. <laughs> but when we got Trish, it was like, yeah, I'm satisfied now. Mm -hmm. And then they had the whole thing similar with the general managers uh, who they had... Uh, William Regal, John Laurinaitis, but Eric Bischoff got the biggest pop out of yeah. all of them. Well, I'm yeah. like, you're kidding me? Yo, you're gonna you're gonna tell me that you give 
William Regal, no pop. You give this man so much credit in NXT. You kiss his ass when you see him on NXT TV. But the moment you see, you hear Eric Bischoff's thing. I popped also, but I didn't think that the Barclays Center was gonna pop that big for him because the Manhattan Center, pop. the Manhattan Center gave it gave him a pop, but not that kind of pop. Like holy shit! No, it's we Eric gave Bischoff. we when he came out when I heard. Ah! Yeah, we all started screaming like crazy. Yeah, exactly. You guys went nuts over there. In my area, now my thing was Daniel Bryan should have never been there. You know what? I I I say fifty fifty on that. He should have been there, but at the same time, he should have not been there. And I think, but I see what they, I see why they did it. Yeah, because of the Miz. Because you know that even during like Miz being on Raw, there's still like this ongoing. Storyline going on between him and Daniel Bryan. You know? you know what I think? I was and I mentioned this in the podcast before, right? So you know how Shane and Daniel Bryan are not at the best of terms right now. They're kind yeah. of like back and forth, right? So my my prediction is, they, it could go two ways. One, Daniel Bryan comes out of out of retirement and goes one on one with Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. Yeah, right. That's one way of going at it. Or Daniel Bryan comes out of retirement and then Shane. Pushes his his part being the the commissioner and uh-huh. says you know what screw you you're gonna fight the Miz for the Intercontinental Championship and he's gonna remain Intercontinental Intercontinental Champion all the way to WrestleMania and lose it to Daniel Bryan. There have been rumors going around that saying that he could probably um, go to the Rumble like win it, but we all know that's not gonna happen because I just don't want I want not Roman Reigns nowhere near the Rumble even though he's gonna be in it. Fuck him to death, man. <laughs> I can tell you right now. Before we get on to other things, you guys are doing your sports stuff right now. I can see that we have a Giants fan in the building. I'm going to say this. To every Giants fan out there in the world, Peyton Manning will always be the greatest quarterback that ever lived. But Tom Brady will always and forever will be the greatest football player that ever lived. I am a Jets fan. I don't like the Giants. And Eli Manning <laughs> should go to the Jaguars as soon as possible. Because no matter how many interceptions you got over the years, two rings don't mean shit, bitch. <laughs> oh, man. And also, I want to give a special shout-out to the two Hall of Famers that I saw on you guys' Instagram that I know very well. I'm half and half on baseball, but I want to give props to my homie Chipper Douglas for going into the Hall of Fame. And the third Dominican to ever be in the Hall of Fame, Vladimir Guerrero. Primo, felicidades, coño. <laughs> I'm Dominican myself. Let's get that out of the way. <laughs> All right, cool. Look at that. Yeah, I'm also Dominican. And Vladimir, uh, not only, uh, you know, for those who don't know, he's also like, he he's very active over there in the Dominican Republic with the kids and stuff like that and leagues and, and he tries to help the poor out. So. Yeah, he really is. He's like a good he, man. He was a big pioneer to, to his country, to to the baseball fields over there, to the baseball fields here in America. You know, I actually, I liked I I really I was a big fan of his more than I was of Big Poppy and uh, Manny Ramirez. You know, all the other Dominicans that they have now. Like, I'll always be a a, a- Rod fan. I'm always Yankees. I'm an I like every other baseball team but the Red Sox. Right. Naturally, naturally. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I got a Yankee tattoo on my arm, so like I'm I'm a New York fan for life when it comes to baseball. Mets, Yankees, that's it. But can I tell you right now, you know, I'm gonna bring back some nostalgia, Winston. 
You want to know what the APA segments reminded me of? What? Uh, yeah, what were they reminded you of? Do you remember the JCW segments that we did? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Just being in, like, someone else's basement <laughs> or garage. It just felt like all those segments just put in one. You had those four segments of, of just APA... MVP, Jeff Hardy, Heath Slater, and Rhino, the Usos, the New Day. Now, uh, the, the, now those that that segment with the APA and stuff, it was cool. It was great nostalgia, but it was they, they I didn't, pushed it a little too much. It put no, they pushed it too much to because it was it was more about and then Heath we got Slater. A, then we got a shitty match, fucking Heath Slater and Rhino versus uh, Titus O'Neil. It was so and, shitty and that the first Cruz. two minutes. Went to commercial and then it came back and thirty seconds later it went to no DQ. Yeah, the thing was hard. No, it went to disqualification. I'm yeah. sorry. You want to know what really pissed me off though? What pissed you? All off? right, so so they they made this um this big thing about th- this guy's gonna be there like Ted DiBiase, APA, uh, Chris Jericho. We didn't fucking physically get to see them. They were in the fucking back. Yeah, Rick Flair know, was there on yeah, the Rick screen. Flair, Come for on, all we know they could have recorded that shit throughout in the afternoon, and then they weren't even there. For all the fuck we know, like we get that this is the 25th anniversary of Raw. There, we get that there are some guys, some legends that can't wrestle that are just mo- mostly used for segments. Managers mm-hmm. that can't do a fucking thing. <clears throat> John Laurinaitis, <laughs> <clears throat> Mike Adam, power <clears throat> the people. <laughs> fuck people power and that KFC <laughs> suit that you wore at Mania 28. Yeah. Oh my god, but. <laughs> <laughs> of all people, of all people, Vince McMahon is a dick in literal terms. But he had to be a dick to this one person. I felt so bad for fucking Christian. Oh, I yeah. felt so bad for him because you just had... Thir- like, he came out as like a jobber entrance. Not even like no ovation we could... It like, was, how did you guys point. react when he came when he came out? Oh, we, we were going... Like, yeah, it was Christian. We didn't get that. We just like it just came right on the air. He's oh. just in the ring. And like, okay, we got a big pop for him, but not that big. And it was just like, what? Huh? We didn't even think he was gonna show what the fuck is Edge? Where's the cutting where's the cutting edge peep Dude, show? But the biggest booze of the night. I, Jason didn't, Jordan. It didn't, even, it didn't even go to Roman Reigns and went to Jason, Jason Jordan. Jordan. Oh no, no, no. We'll we'll get to Roman Reigns later because I know you guys booed him, but I, I got... Oh, we booed the hell out of him. Exactly. But I, I know I that, him. like... I did. I did yeah, him. he was like, oh, yeah, bro. He was mad because I... I feel sorry for him, man. That's why. But <laughs> like, let's get, get the fucking guy a chance. No, I want to talk on. about Jason Jordan real quick. Hey, we were seated up there. Hey, look. He, Vince got a plot. Yo, that GoFundMe shit, that was so fake. Um, you got to tell me that... Shane and Stephanie that, did, I, the, did a GoFundMe page. No, I think that was a joke towards uh, uh, that kid, that incident... That happened a while back. Uh, what was it, Keaton Jones, where he had got bullied and he started to go from oh me. the whole um the oh, whole yeah, southern yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got all that. Let's not talk about that. Yeah, we don't yeah. we, we don't s- we don't allow Confederacy on shows like Ramble Mania, but we do support prejudice equality. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, I want to say this: we are in an era where we can't be as cutting edge as we used to be in the nineties. You know, the fact that we got shut the fuck up chance for Jason Jordan was just fucking epic. You know, we literally he got, looked like he was going to cry. Oh, no. He literally looked like he was about to just like break character and drop the mic and walk. away. That's what I was expecting. He I wanted him to just drop the mic and walk away, mm-hmm. because let me tell you right now, I like the fact that he's becoming a tweener to me. It's like, OK, he's a face when he's performing in that ring. Right. But he is a heel 
when he opens his mouth. Mm. You got to admit that, you know, the moment I heard the shut the fuck up chance, because yeah. I had to hear it over my, like, I had to watch it on my phone when I got home. So I had to stay up till four in the morning to watch this. <laughs> and I'm literally dying of laughter, hearing the crowd and you guys probably doing the same chanting, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Like, I never died of laughter so loud. I was, you know, when we saw it on the Titan Shrine at the Manhattan Center, we got the shut the fuck up chance. But I think maybe, like, it was a little too far for it. Like, you know the one time we want to say shut the fuck up to a wrestler? We all know who. Got to say it to that other Samoan named Joe. (laughs) Because we can't. We can't really, you know, put it out there and say that everyone here in this room right now hates Roman Reigns. I hate Roman Reigns. I hate Roman Reigns. Well, too. no, you know what? I hate him as a character. I don't hate him as an individual. I think he's a. I'm sure he's a pretty nice guy. I, from what I can tell, you know, he's devoted to his kid and he does what he has to do. I, I don't hate him. It's just the character, dude. But uh, yeah, like like his character is dull and his wrestling, his in ring performance isn't all that well. But I don't hate the guy though. I mean, come on. Why? What the fuck did he do? It's just crazy. And Jason Jordan, he just started. But honestly, Jason Jordan's heading in the same direction. Probably even yeah. worse. Yeah. Uh, maybe if he would have started crying, for real, maybe people would start liking him. Like, oh, damn, you know what? Yeah. And then they'll start cheering him. And next thing you know, he's <laughs> but he could use guy. He could no use crying it to his advantage. He could use it to his advantage. Fuck it. Huh? He could use it to his advantage. Yeah, that's what can I'm saying. Start crying. Can I give you guys the, the <laughs> legitimate reason of why I hate Roman Reigns? And this is the first time in this podcast, but I figured I would want to give my two cents on why I hate Sure, get it in, get it in. Okay, there are so many reasons why I hate this guy so much. One is because of his family lineage. Mm. You're related to the Rock. You're related to the Usos. You're an Anawai family tribe. So I'm not going to go and use the, the... the one excuse that everyone uses. Oh, he gets handouts every freaking time. Like, no, the man will get handouts here or there. Right. But I think, in my honest opinion, he's a good in-ring competitor. He could work that ring for days, even if he tries to fuck it. All right. I think he can make love to that ring no matter what. But, in my honest opinion, the only reason why I could say I hate the guy is because... You're shoving him down our throats too much. Like Way we, too much. We were not expecting him to be the next poster boy. We thought we were really going to get Daniel Bryan, but he had to retire due to neck injuries. But right. at the end, he got his ultimate opportunity. They to, were trying to give us another John Cena. Another another Hulk Hogan, John Cena. And they were trying to put in Roman Reigns. You know how you know how we like when we always compare that. We always compared it to Hogan. Well, Hogan Cena and John and Cena, you can compare. We like never side could, side. we never have an in between gap between the face of the Attitude Era. We don't put an Attitude Era like Poster Boy in that topic because everyone was everyone was a head, uh, main contender. I mean, you had The Rock, Triple H, The Undertaker, Kane. You had all these guys that were like. Dude, everyone loved them. Every there was no one specific person. Then after after the attitude era, who we got? Just one guy, John Cena. You were reading. Uh, Ot was reading to me the list of champions, and as he goes further down, it was just John Cena, Edge, John Cena, John Cena, John Cena. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was a, like it was 
Yeah, too there, much. Was, there was a point where there was a bunch of John Cena's, bro. Yeah. It was just a whole bunch. I mean, for him to have 16 heavyweight championship reigns, yeah, I get it. You want to tie with Ric Flair, <clears throat> you didn't retire. You didn't tie with him yet, <laughs> but just know that you got a long way ahead of you, John, because Ric Flair has a total of 22 heavyweight championship reigns. The fact that WWE likes to mention that he has 16 heavyweight championships, they don't count all the other territorial days that he's been on. Right, exactly. You know, like any other... And John Cena's only been in this like this one company, so yeah, he's only been in this one company. Like, yeah, you won, you've won the big girl brittle belt that's originally the NWA championship. That a belt that's been, you know, around for an entire century. You've won that, all right. And now it's just retired to the point where like creative has to be fucking lazy and just give us a period blood title. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, I mean that mm, Roman Reigns. <laughs> That's it. But as far as far as back to Monday Night Raw, uh, we were jealous on our side because we kept seeing other things. Now, besides how I mentioned that the Undertaker was coming soon, we also saw DX was gonna come out. So we were like, "Oh my god, this is gonna be great!" When DX came out on your end at the Manhattan Center, everyone was pissed on our end. We were like, "I was fucking pissed." We were like, "Yo, what the fuck do we get?" I had all friends. we got was what the Dudley Boys. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, look. Y'all, y'all had more legends in the Barclays we did, Center we did. than what I had to well, deal with. Okay? We had, look, look, we had these guys in the ring. We had Vince, who's a legend himself. Shane and Stephanie. We had uh, Stone Cold. We got to see Goldust. We got to see Booker T come out. Uh, we got to see... Uh, who else we got to see? We got to see you guys got APA. Teams. You guys got yeah. Teddy Biasi. You guys got Chris Jericho of all people. And that I was pissed off about. because. But you guys got to see Ric Flair. He went over there, right? Yes, he did, right? I don't even remember that. But I do remember him being on being in Brooklyn at the okay. Barclays Center. But like I said, we did get The Miz in the in the Manhattan Center along with Seth Rollins. I don't see, I didn't even know Seth Rollins went over there. I didn't know anything about Ric Flair. I think it was yeah, just like... I think it was just like, you know, extra stuff that they needed to put on. So that wasn't going to be going on air. Because mm-hmm. you know how, like, they turn the cameras off and it's like, all right, we're going to do whatever the fuck we want now. Like, let's just middle finger everyone and just say, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Like, cameras are off. We can't, you can't sue us or anything, you right, know? Yeah, exactly. So, like, I don't think in general you guys should have been pissed off. Like, I should be more pissed off in the end because we just felt we like. Got, I think the, the best moment, yeah, we got The Undertaker, which was good. You guys were pissed off at that, and I, in all honesty, I do regret The Undertaker being there. You guys should have <laughs> had him there with all the special effects and all that whatnot, because that was just very... I know our buddy would have shitted himself. It was very hokey, and I mean really, really fucking hokey. Our buddy Aaron would have shit himself. Yeah, I know. He would have He would have literally shit himself. He's in a picture with me, No, I saw that. Like, I saw that. Like, you guys went to Long Island to get pictures. I saw the... um. The, the video on Instagram, I'm like, yo, Aaron must have, like, just... Oh, my, my little, pants. my mini vlog? Yeah, I saw that. Like, that was, <laughs> that was epic. But, um yeah, I mean, you know, DX and Balor Club slash Bullet Club being there, that was epic. That was You know, epic. We, we all got finessed because uh prior to that, when uh, Bray Wyatt came out, yeah. like, we thought we were going to get that match. And everybody had their lights out and everything. And we were like, wait, why are the lights not turning off? And then we look at the timeline, <laughs> and there in the Manhattan Center, we were like, we were You pissed. know what was so funny? You was pissed. Yeah, Yo, it was so hilarious because when Bray Wyatt came out, it's um it showed him in his entrance. And then it switched over to the Barclays Center, and you guys had your lights on. Also, I'm like, Where is what he? the fuck? What are you guys doing? What? Oh my god, you guys are ruining the show. <laughs> like this is so I never saw a show that was so botched in my life. I know OT was pissed because he really wanted to see uh, uh, Matt I, Hardy. Yeah, yeah, like one of my favorite wrestlers 
is Matt Hardy. Oh, the Hardy Boys. So I'm like, yes, I get to see you know Matt Hardy. Especially with broken character, awoken, whatever you want to call it. You guys it got to see the match on the on the screen, right? Yeah, yeah on the screen. That and, match uh, was such a fucking debacle, bro. <laughs> with no volume, by the way. No volume at all. The like again, the fact that the crowd in the Manhattan Center was literally chanting. We got something because we were actually live getting this match. And I'm like, holy Maybe shit. Maybe that's why there was no volume. Because they were chanting like bullshit. Like, yeah. They you were, know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That like, makes more sense. See, like, look. Like, we're watching this right here, right look now. Look how relaxed like, you guys Look at how relaxed we're. Hey, look. Boulevard Bullies. Shout out to those guys right there. They were taking over the show. But look. it was. Oh, here's the funny thing about this. If you guys caught this on IG... This picture's been blowing up everywhere. How about these two falling asleep? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dude, (laughs) I would never laugh so hard in my life. I thought I woke up my roommates. Holy (laughs) shit. The fact that that picture just blew up out of nowhere. I'm like, wow. This is something I really do got to talk about. Yeah, by the way, it's a picture of uh, Jerry the King Lawler and uh, Jim Ross falling asleep. And I've seen it. And the crazy thing is, yeah, at first, we was li- we was a little disappointed. In- but then I started reading that the Manhattan Center got it worse. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. We're, we're, I was happy about yeah, that. Yo, and, and, and the thing is, when I got the tickets, I did see both Manhattan Center and Barclays Center. And I did see that Manhattan Center was more expensive. And yes, that's it why was. people feel like... For you to for you to pay four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, you expect to get your money's worth. Right. And I understand why they're pissed off because they didn't get their money's worth. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know what's gonna happen if you know they were scream, screaming for refunds or whatever. They're not gonna know. get a refund. Oh no, no, no. But basically this is what it was. Like in general, what pissed everyone off at the Manhattan Center. The fact that you guys originally in Barclays had more airtime, basically almost a whole like two and a half hours and we only had thirty minutes worth of airtime. Which literally pissed everyone off because we had a five-minute segment with Taker that was just... Pointless. Very fucking pointless. Very pointless. We had Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt, which was... Which is stupid because the Royal Rumble's coming up. Yeah, and you know, there's no build. There was no story to this. And all of this, all of this stuff that was just like, you know... Oh, God. All of this, I was just, like, building up for, with these two. Right. Since Matt Hardy was in TNA when he was broken, since the, the, the final deletion, they've been beefing about this for months. And the fact that you have, that people are saying that, oh, this feud is ending because reasons? People? Can at we this, get some reasons? At this point, I just needed to end and then let Matt flourish. I feel like WWE is not being faithful with this woken gimmick that they have. Because the fact that I'm hearing that you're giving this guy creative control, which is rare because... Well, Dave Meltzer Meltzer said that um, this could be uh, just like how Goldust did his return. Talk about, I'm back. Yeah. So they're thinking it's going to be just like that, where he's like, it's great now. And then later on, it's just, we're going to like forget about it. It's going to be whatever. And he's just going to come out here and there. Like It's just like, I'm... I want to. I like it so far. The fact that you know they're giving them this creative control, and I'm hearing that within the year, this year, 2018, that they're gonna you know use him more often and have his like his real family get involved, like have Rebby get involved, have um, Rebby's father get involved, have his two sons now get involved, which is King Maxwell and Wolfgang, right. and you know see where it goes from there. Like I want to see more of. Woken Matt, and now that we had Jeff back on Raw, the 25 year anniversary, I want to know right now, like from you guys' opinion, is he gonna go 
singles or is he going to join his brother? He might. And he, we can have we can have Woken Jeff or Woken Nero. I, I, I yeah, heard. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I also heard that they might send Jeff Hardy to SmackDown. Oh, and th- that was another thing. Um, we did get another um segment that was probably like off air. We did get the Hardy Boys coming back. We had Jeff Hardy coming into the Manhattan Center, and he was literally singing his song "Fade Away." Classify ourselves obsolete. Big pop there. Oh, it kept okay, going nice. from there on, and it was it was just you know. Now I heard that uh, there was a moment towards the end that in order to keep you guys there, you guys uh, they kept rest like uh, the they kept. Finn Balor and everybody in the ring watching yeah, kept, us at the Barclays Center. Yeah, they kept everybody in the ring. They kept um, they kept the click. They kept the NWO. They kept DX in the ring. They that's kept Balor crazy. Club in the ring. This, oh, this so nobody was, would leave. This, it just was keep just them in the, ring. the minute that you guys went off air in Brooklyn. We just had free airtime to just do whatever the hell we want. And throughout that time, and our end was horrible because yeah. Brock Lesnar went through the table, and then that's it. It was over. We didn't even get an after show. Nothing. It wasn't even like. Oh my god! Pathetic. You. This is how Suck. disappointing Raw was, guys. And I Raw wanted was, to see more of Brock Lesnar, you know, because yeah, we wanted to see more of that. But this is what we really needed to see more of. And I think the women did it better, and throughout the whole three hours of the show, and that was Oscar eliminating everyone over the top rope. Yeah, the Royal we Rumble. We didn't get that for the men. You just had oh three guys come in. What was the point of having these legends come out? What was the point of them coming out when they're not going to fight? They're not going to do any... Maybe JBL, he'll clock someone in the face for yeah, real. Yeah, but Brock Lesnar's going to destroy them all But I mean, like, you know, we're, we're at the go-home show before the Royal Rumble, people. And the fact that you're making your Universal Championship more relevant than the Men's Royal Rumble just shows that there's not a chance in hell that this pay-per-view is going to be even good. Yeah, you, you, you know, didn't have no guys that you had at ringside or inside the ring fighting each other. You just had them, oh, we're scared of these three big guys. Let's just get the fuck out of here. Let me remind you guys of something here. It's the Royal Rumble. You needed to have everyone beat the shit out of each other instead of just... That would have been cool. F5 yeah. and Kane, uh, suicide botch table breaking. Yeah. yeah, that was that was so hilarious. When I saw it on, on the on the Titan Tron, I was like, there's no way. There's no way that that table's going to stay there. And like, the moment that impact fell, I'm like, I think Braun had to use more of his weight in order to just have that table collapse. And it just reminded me of like, Every match that Triple H had in the Attitude Era that involved the table, Kurt Angle and The Rock, and it just fucking collapses on them. Yeah, <laughs> without yeah. Even, without even fucking doing the move. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? Like, we've been talking all about Raw, you know, and then SmackDown, they got a couple of things. Because, you know, at the Royal Rumble, AJ Styles is going to de- defend his title uh, in a handicap match against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Yeah, I saw that in the... The promo there in the Barclays Center. I wonder how that's gonna go. Why did I feel like SmackDown was such a better show than Raw twenty five? It probably was, but you know what? Raw's the most talked. It's talked about. You know what I'm saying? It's there's more stuff going on on Can, Raw. Before we get to SmackDown, like I, I this was something that I wanted to bring up for a while, and I wanted to get you guys' opinion on it. Um, Paige's retirement. Paige's retirement. Um, wow. Okay. Well, it's too early, you know, but it's not her fault, you know. Uh. She's she was a good talent in the ring, to be honest. Uh, yeah, she had her little setbacks in her personal life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then they crazy cute. setbacks. Yeah, by the way, great setbacks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I just felt like she was gone for so long because of that. 
and now she came back for a short time and that's it that's all we got it was just like a hey i'm still here you know then that's it we're never gonna really see it like i i saw her on raw she was out there with these two girls and she was just there walking around and it was pathetic to really keep her out there i think they should whatever they have going on uh what, what's the name of their their group again? absolution absolution right whatever they have going on with absolution end it because Paige is irrelevant she can't do anything well it's not it's i wouldn't say it's ended yet but and me... well end it get rid of Paige. Mm, i want to do that I get mean, rid of Paige. they don't need they yeah, don't but, need but that think, think of it this way she's young right she she hasn't really had much of a career if she you know obviously she can't wrestle no more Right. If they end it and she's gone, what the fuck? What is she gonna do? Go back to regular work? She's she could be. be she, fucking... could, she could be a coach for the newcoming females. Yeah, you could be a head trainer at the performance I mean, center. Yeah, that'd I be mean, good for you. You're gonna be a coach, but you, you you can't physically show them things. You just can talk. That's it. I mean, I don't know how that works. You know, some do something. Like, yeah, look, my know. my opinions on Paige is is slim to none. I mean, I never liked. I mean, let, all right. Let me start over. I liked Paige. When she made her debut on the main roster. When she beat AJ Lee to become the first woman to hold the NXT Women's Championship and the Divas Championship. Right. All right. And then, you know, she was getting good for a while. And then the whole Divas Revolution shit happened. And then all the women there was just being shitted on by AJ Lee, which was great. Paige, in my opinion, you know, re- uh, having her career ended very quickly... A very happy moment for me to be honest you know because after all the nonsense and all the bullshit that she put the company through because let me tell you right now if you guys haven't watched uh total divas lately no i haven't uh you Jermaine's can, like you can literally you, know, you can literally <laughs> see Paige's true colors in within that show it's like Oh my God! This 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 girl's a this girl's a sex addict, or you know she she kissed girls and she likes it. But Paige, in my opinion, retire uh, not even just retiring, having her career ended very shortly because of a uh, botched move that happened at uh, Madison Square Garden. Because this happened at the uh, holiday show. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, she took she took um. She took like a inward stomp to like the back where her like her shoulders were, and that's basically what caused the injury. And that was basically what the the doctors said that like, oh, she has to retire now. But I think for Paige, she could do better with this group because when she made her return, I could say right now after the sex tape. After the the butt plugs, after the 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 debacle of Xavier Woods and Brad Maddox, Brad Maddox is a creep in real life. Um, and after all the other nonsense that you know Paige went through with Del Rio with the drugs and all that stuff, I lost all respect for her. Oh, and her going to TNA and dressing up in a luchador mask like we didn't notice it <laughs> while you were still under contract with WWE. Bad mistake. You know, very, very big mistake there. Don't think that, like, you know, no one didn't know. Oh, we all knew. We all knew. The fact that you even proposed to Del Rio in Puerto Rico, of all things, that was really <laughs> red flaggish. And I think of all of all people, Vince McMahon should have just let you go from the start. But he couldn't because of your documentary that's coming out that 
The Rock is being completely responsible for. That's crazy. Yeah. And this this is what I said the moment Paige came back. And I told my wife this. I give her six months to last in the company. After the documentary is done, let her the fuck go. Like, just let her go. Right, Release there's nothing her. else, right? Yeah. There's just nothing else for her. But now her coming back... Looking more disgusting than ever than Seamus <laughs> than Seamus in a jar of mayonnaise because those two can mate in a jar of mayonnaise together. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't white, shit. Super white, pale white. After being super white and having those disgusting lip injections, it looked like she just did um she just did a, an amount of Tony Montana coke and then made a <laughs> return right then and there. The fact that you brought in two women that one looked like could do porn or wasn't porn and one that's pretending to pretend like Bellator was the greatest MMA sport of all time. Sonia Deville. Yeah, I, and I Mandy Sachs. I have more respect for the Riot Squad than um Absolution because when Paige came back and she was still wrestling, the whole purpose of that group was for those two girls to put Paige over. Mm, and that was just pathetic. The fact that you came out in her entrance, her theme song, you guys don't even have your own graphics up yet for Absolution. They got nothing. You got a shirt, which is good, but at the same time, you don't you don't got nothing. You got absolutely nothing. You're just coming out to Paige's shit. <laughs> How much of a bitch can you be? That's true. Now... I don't res- I I don't know these two women from a hole in the wall, but I could tell you right now that when they first came into the main roster and they put mics on their hand, Mandy Rose is that kind of girl that looks like if you were just if you were Jessica Simpson, that mic was Nick Lachey. Mm. All right. Good and Sonya Deville Sonya Deville was basically like, you know, I'm just really tough and rough and stuff. And, you know, what are these women saying? Absolution could stay as a faction, but have Paige now put them over. And that will make them look good. Have them have their own graphics. Make them look good. It'll make them interesting. Don't just have them there because, oh, Mandy's got a nice ass. Because I think that's what every little boy and teenager are really more interested so in this man. pretty too. Uh, pretty for a Jersey girl. <laughs> you know pretty. I mean? No, but I, I absolutely agree with you. I think I think uh, Paige needs to take a step back and let and let the let, yeah let, let, let the young it. bloods come up. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Me there, you could just be a casting couch girl. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the Royal Rumble this weekend, huh? Right, the Royal you Rumble. You guys ready for that Sunday? Yeah. How do you think it's gonna be? I mean, we have you know all female Royal Rumble and the all male Royal Rumble, and of course the regular card. Well, I don't know, man. I just obviously, you know, the Royal Rumble is f- to push that superstar. You know, obviously, right. who wins? I, now I'm trying to figure out who is gonna be that 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 guy or female. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. It really is. Uh, as far as for the males, I, like again, like I said last week on the podcast, I don't know. I my I, I don't have one. And, and uh, another question I have. I mean, I think I asked you. Let's say you win the Royal Rumble. Can you choose which title you want to go for? Can I can I answer that real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, now, this is a joke that I put out there. I don't know if people are gonna get the joke very quickly. I put a post on the on my Instagram that has uh, my predictions for the amount of people that are gonna be showing up in the Royal Rumble. I put ten Raw guys, ten SmackDown guys, 
Um, two NXT debuts. Or bring in some UK guys. Um, bring in a few legends and one free agent, John Cena. Hmm. Now imagine if John Cena won that. He can well. He can choose exactly. Or. But I well, I don't want to see Brock Lesnar versus John Cena. We've seen it. Don't want to see that again. Um, really, John Cena should stay away from any title right now. Just keep beefing, doing what you got to do, and fight Undertaker oh, he's, later he's on. He's gonna have his feud with um with Elias Sampson, which I do think is pretty good. It's it's. I'm a I'm a huge fan of Elias. I'm a huge fan of him also. When he, when I think <laughs> it just sucks that you know who Simone, wants to walk. With Elias. I do. <laughs> I do. I fucking do. But I just think it sucks that, you know, it was really supposed to go to Samoa Joe. Because as you know, there's there's literal backstory between those two. They're good friends. They trained together in a wrestling gym in California. And they, you know, they had really good history. And the fact that they were going to have this program between John and Joe, it was going to be really epic. And I think that, <laughs> John and Joe. And I think it would be the... Oh, my God. Please don't. <laughs> And I think that'll be the one time in history where it's like, I will actually be interested in seeing John Cena face Samoa Joe. That'd be cool. But That'd be cool. Samoa Joe with a foot injury and whatnot, it can't happen. Yeah. And he's going to be out till March. So now we have Elias taking his place. And don't get me wrong, Elias is like has been shining since he's debuted on I, Raw. I like his new thing. What does WWE stand for? Walk with, with Elias. Elias. I like that they're they're using the their their own company logo and having a wrestler use that as their gimmick. Beautiful. Just uh, you know, but I want to see a shirt with that. Yeah. I want to I want that on a shirt. I would shirt. get it. I would get it. I will get that also. Like But to answer OT's question, um I'm not sure. I think once you win for your for your brand that's what you're sticking with. Because that's how it used to be before. Right. You know, you choose the title you want. Yeah, it's going to it's gonna stick like that for, for many years to come. As you can see, they did it last year when we had the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. We had Randy Orton win, and he had to face Bray Wyatt. So that meant... Um, that was a good match. Whoever too. was the Universal Champion, Kevin Owens slash Goldberg, Brock was going to have to face him either way. It didn't really matter what was going to happen. So, like I said, you got one free agent, John Cena. He wins it. He, could, he can go to whoever. Yeah, doesn't he, matter. He needs to stay away from... I, I, I can tell you right now that any part-timer that joins the Royal Rumble and wins could go after any title. Right. That's really the whole implication to it. And let's just hope to God that we only have that one part-timer in that Royal Rumble. Because we don't need any more, like... I, I could say we could have a few legends here or there. Just for surprises. Because the Royal Rumble is probably like one of the best... Hopefully it's better than the Royal 25. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's better than... I think it will. Royal Rumble 2015. I hope it's better than last year's Royal Rumble. Who, oh my god, we I was, barely got anything. We didn't dude, get anything. My reaction when I first when I saw that um the Rumble that was when I first started the Rumble Mania show last year. Yeah, it's, um Royal Rumble this Sunday will officially make it one year that I'm doing that I've done this show. Okay. Yeah. So um when I was watching the Rumble, I couldn't do a reaction at first, and I was with my wife watching this. Number 30 was coming up, and we all assumed, I assumed it was going to be Finn Balor so that we could actually have him win and face Kevin Owens for the Universal title at Mania. Right. What did we get? Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I literally threw my phone at the wall, man. I was so <laughs> angry. Like, my wife is just all yeah, a lot in of, joy, and I'm just, like, all in frustration. A lot of frustrated people, yeah. A lot of frustrated but, people. I mean, hey, this listen, this Roy Rumble is different. Uh, just because of the female thing and, and everything, but uh, there's some good matches going on. But uh, 
my call, there's not even the Royal Rumble, my call is the triple threat match between Kane, Braun Strowman, Brock Lesnar. I really want to see that match the who most. You, who do you got on For the team? Universal title. For the Universal Championship. The Universal title. And I'm, <laughs> as much as I want Brock Lesnar to retain that title, I'm going to go with my big boy, the big red machine, Kane. He, this reminds me of back when uh, they unified the title to make uh, for the first time to make it the undisputed title where Chris Jericho beat uh, Stone Cold, Steve still Stone Cold, and, 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 and the, yeah, exactly. Where everyone was talking about Stone Cold and The Rock and everything, but no one was talking about, about Kane. Well, Jericho, yeah, no yeah. one's talking about Kane really much. Kane is like, oh, whatever. I think he's he, and he should win. I'm gonna give you a spoiler alert. He, like the only reason why they have him there, he's he's gonna eat the pin, because as you if you have been seeing throughout the past numerous weeks, Braun has done a killing. He has been destroying not only a cage, a ring, some structures. Dude lifted like an ambulance truck, tilted over an 18-wheeler. Yeah. The dude is destroying everything, and you're going to tell me that you're not going to put this man over. The only reason but why... See, I- the thing is, you put, you put Braun Strowman with all that turning, flipping 18-wheelers over and everything. You put a man like that as the champion, who the hell are you going to put him to face to beat him? Anyone. That's the point. You can't put Finn Balor. Can't do something. You stupid can do that. Like, no, because no, here's the thing. There are guys. Let, let's put let's put a prime example of that. Let's get Jinder Mahal in this. There are guys that have See, been one time champions. Now, I, I I like Jinder Mahal as a champion. I actually supported that. Movement. I liked it the first three months, and then he beat Nakamura. I, really, I hated. It. I really wanted to see. Brock Lesnar versus Jinder Mahal. I like that whole thing that if he beat him, he'll forever be called the Beastmaster. I love, <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> I'll never forget that. That's I'll awesome. never forget that also. But you know, it couldn't happen. I get. And you gotta understand also the guy was working injured, and if you're gonna work injured against so fine. Brock, like bliss. if you're gonna work injured against Brock, bro, you might as well just pull a WCW and just lay down. Just lay down for Brock and let him just pin you. It do, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense for a guy like Jinder to face Brock because there wasn't going to be any money put into that. And I think it was a good move for WWE to have AJ Styles win the title from him and have him face Brock, which, to my honest opinion, got me liking Brock more because of that match with AJ. Because we all know how Brock is now. Brock is basically the Goldberg of WWE. Five minute, eight minute matches. It's just disappointing, and yeah. it's just it, it's so flaccid that you gotta literally ask yourself, why is he still champion? <laughs> like, who knows, man? I can tell you right now, Braun needs this win because if we're not. really gonna have, <laughs> really if you're really not. gonna have Brock versus Roman for the main event at Mania, it, oh, God, it shouldn't no. be it shouldn't be for the title. It really shouldn't. It can't be for the title because. You had that at Mania 31. Who won it? Seth Rollins. That's all we got. And that's yeah. all we really needed. We don't need um, a part-timer that we don't like as champion facing against a full-time guy that we don't even like in general, champion or no champion. Yo, Marisa and Maria Canellas coming out with their uh, pregnant bellies was just amazing. Oh, yeah. We're, we're still watching you, you wanna, uh, the you recaps. Know, you you want to know what's my prediction that what's going to happen from Royal Rumble to to WrestleMania? What's going to happen? I think a SmackDown um, wrestler is going to win the Royal Rumble, right? Okay. Or, or a surprise. Yeah, the men's. Or a surprise. Somebody surprise or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think that is actually going to be 
Strowman versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, and they're gonna push Strowman to become the new champion. They've been hearing rumors because I, that... I feel like he's being pushed right now. Yo, he is. There've been rumors going around like if we if we watch Survivor Series, we saw the ending of the like the whole show, um, with Braun and Triple H. There've been rumors going around saying that that might be a match for Mania. That'd be nice. Which is probably um the reason why like Stephanie McMahon like hired Braun back last week. Right, we, right. We went on a rampage and whatnot. Like people were going around saying like, oh, the reason why he hired him back is because oh he's gonna be facing Hunter at Mania, which I don't think is gonna be really fucking true. Oh my god. There goes your own girl right look there. At, look at look at her, <laughs> man. Tori Wilson. Look at her. Put her in a fucking Chun Li cosplay. I'll have her kick me all fucking day. Shit. A Rod can watch. <laughs> Fuck. But no. Um. Like you. Like you said, Ot. Like um. A SmackDown guy will be winning the um men's Royal Rumble, and I do see a Raw women running winning the women's Royal Rumble, and I do believe it's gonna be the year of New Japan people. Like I. I see. A possibility that we're gonna have AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura at WrestleMania, and we'll actually have Asuka taking on Alexa Bliss, and I think it'll be a good program for for uh, for AJ and Nakamura to have because if you guys watch New Japan, like Wrestle Kingdom ten between those two for the Intercontinental Championship was amazing, and the fact that we could actually have this match at Mania. That will put a lot of asses in seats, and let alone it will sell out. It will automatically sell out. Not, and Vince, Vince will probably think about it and not go with it. And that will probably typical Vince. Typical Vince, and it'll probably piss all of us off. But yeah, like those are my predictions that Asuka and Nakamura are gonna be like the the first ever Japanese winners of the Royal Rumble. And main event WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm actually uh, that makes sense, and I actually heard rumors that Shinsuke. It makes sense for Shinsuke to win the Royal Rumble and face AJ Styles, which would be a great matchup. Oh yeah, that would be, be beautiful. How many uh, RKO's are we planning to see in this Royal Rumble from Randy Orton? About six. Because like now we could just like revolve on SmackDown, where um probably the biggest pop of the night came from. Baron Corbin versus Shinsuke Nakamura. It's my boy, Baron. Randy Orton from literally out of nowhere. <laughs> out of nowhere. Just... They didn't even, like... Like, have him on camera coming out of the barricade or under the ring. He just ran in, like, like a drive-by shooting. RKO! <laughs> out of nowhere. And it was just like... It was so funny, but it was just so electric to see that and it's like jesus christ no wonder why smackdown is defeating raw it's week the, after week after week it's because it's a better show if, yeah it's one thing that i've noticed on smackdown that raw doesn't have raw just has soap opera smackdown actually has wrestling like bobby Roode is united states champion i like it but i wish he was more of a heel right. as u.s champion That'd the new nice. day i'm tired of it already told you ot <laughs> I'm done with it. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I thought I'm they waiting, were corny from the start. I'm <laughs> waiting for it to last until we see Xavier Woods leave the group. I feel like he's gonna be the one to end the group, like break it up and all that stuff, and have him go on go off on his own. Maybe we'll have Kofi become Intercontinental Champion. Again. Who knows? We'll maybe, find. We'll find out. I guess. Maybe Biggie could be Universal Champion. <laughs> well, oh man. 
it's been one hell of a fucking podcast, man. Uh, Hazel, you, I mean, you, you, uh, you started your show about a year ago. Uh, where can people find uh, Ramble Mania? Where can, where can people listen to you uh, ramble on about all your wrestling experience and everything you go through? All right. Well, first of all, before I do the plugs, I do want to make a big announcement. Um, this Sunday, if you guys follow me on Instagram on iZombies. How you spell it? Yes, is sir. with two I's, Z-O-M-B, two I's again, E-S-N-Z. There's going to there's gonna be two of them, but you're going to notice on the bottom, if you find the words America's Most Blunted, timing 666, that's mine. That's where I do all of my Ramble Mania shows. I'm going to start my Ramble Mania page this weekend because we are going to be doing, for the first time ever, live reactions for the men's and women's Royal Rumble, and we will be doing... Our recaps of NXT TakeOver Philly and the Royal Rumble. All the matches, including the Rumble itself. We will be doing the Ramble Mania Instagram page this weekend. uh, Along with everything else. This show, to me, has been very, very thrilling. Very amazing. One whole year I'm about to make. And the the one year is going to go... Live on the official Ramble Mania page. Like, we're going to be doing live reactions on my page and my homeboys page. My, my co-host now, uh, my twin brother, with our tag team is called Twin Magic. Okay. All right. I might need to talk to you about that later, if anything. But... <laughs> you got it. <laughs> um, you know, I'm proud to say that, like, you know, being, being on this podcast, I was really nervous, you know... Not that bad, right? It's not that bad at all. It's it's very it's very enjoyable. It sucks you couldn't meet our other co-host. Yeah, it sucks at all. But who knows? Maybe maybe yeah. Maybe maybe, sooner, maybe in the future we, you could come for another episode and who knows? We, ramble on. We could do we could do WrestleMania <laughs> if we if we had the chance. Hey, yeah, man, that's another big. Uh, you never know. Yeah. But yeah, like I'm about to make a full year doing this show, and it's very it's been very exciting. I can tell you right now, like the show started off with like again after the Royal Rumble, and then. Did all the other stuff. I couldn't review like a few other pay per views because of like depression, every other everything that was going on. Uh, I had a few um, friends and family that I lost dearly, which was a very big pain in the ass. And you know, going through struggles with everyday life, marriage, work. You know, I had to keep responsibilities up. As you know me before, a few years ago, I was down in the dumps. Right. Yep. <laughs> Look at me now, man. I'm glad you're doing better, Look man. Look at me now, man. <laughs> but yeah, this Sunday, one-year anniversary Ramble Mania. Follow the IG. That's the plug. It's going to be... It's iZombies. Spell it out for you again. Also, I do want to give a special plug to these guys because I promised that I would do this. I want to give a special shout-out to the guys over there in Brooklyn, the Ring Rats with a Z podcast. Guys, this is a big opportunity for you guys to hit them up and and DM them. You have to tell them that I sent you, all right? You get free stuff in the mail from them. We're talking like pins, stickers. Um, you'll get guitar picks of Taylor Swift. You'll get beer. You get beer bottle openers. You'll get you'll get like one of those little googly eyes and whatnot. You'll get stickers. You'll get magnets. You'll get all those, and it's absolutely free. You DM them at. Ring Rats with a Z podcast on Instagram. You tell them I sent you. Or you could email them at ringrats with a Z podcast at gmail.com. Just email them and tell them I sent you. They will send you your free shit within a matter of two to three weeks. Awesome. Good if stuff. If they we'll send do. you a dick pic, 
I'm sorry, <laughs> but don't. If they take, do that, we're gonna do some DX and we're gonna go over there. Don't that take offense to it. It's just it's 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 out of the ordinary. They do this. They're wild and crazy guys. I show them support every time I do my shows on Rumble Mania. Awesome, and awesome. I, most likely, you guys are gonna be the biggest plug uh, on my show from now on. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Anytime, <laughs> thank you. Awesome, awesome, man. We thank you for coming up yeah, to the yeah, show. Yeah, it was a pleasure, man. Dude, yeah. it's an honor. First time being on this podcast again. Being a disembodied voice for the first time feels a lot more better than being on camera because <laughs> you know how we were when we were doing all this just central stuff. We, we, <laughs> yeah, we couldn't we couldn't keep our minds in check, but now it's just like it's more relaxing on the podcast side, right? I'm just sitting in the one place where I actually. Died at <laughs> in cave. Oh wait, I'm not supposed to say that. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but uh, man, yeah, again, thanks for coming through. Uh, Ramble Mania, everybody, check it out. You listen to the podcast this far, definitely check out his stuff. Good stuff on there. Good guy, good man. Thank you for coming, man. It is an honor to be here, guys. Thank you for coming. We got to do this again, man. Definitely will. Definitely will. So, listeners, you know what time it is. Time to end the podcast. I want everyone here to follow us on our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and definitely listen to us on Google Play and iTunes. You know the name, All In One Podcast. And if you have any questions, concerns, comments, you can email us at the all in one pod at yahoo.com. OT, any final words? Yeah. Um, watch the Warrior Rumble. There's no football going on. Uh, unless you're into the Pro Bowl, which is absolutely horrible. Uh, so. Who fuck watches the Pro Bowl? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. Yeah, so watch the Warrior Rumble. Uh should be hopefully entertaining and watching, have a good weekend, everybody. Watching the Pro Bowl is like actually sitting there in a chair, stuck there trying to watch 205 Life. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week. And thank you all to the first responders. Thank you for keeping us safe. We'll catch you on the flip side. Pointing goodies to you all. Adios. Oh,